0: Everyone, and welcome down to episode 66 of the Down South Photo Show in 2023. We're back for 2023. How 2023, is that how we're saying it? No. 2020? 2020, just 2023 will we'll do. That's fine. 2023. Something like that. Yeah. That'd be a good way to uh, do with me, it. Brendan Waits, here in Ocean Grove, Victoria, Australia, and the gentleman on the other screen or in your other ear if you are listening to us, it's Cam Blake in Hobart Town, Tasmania. Hello, Cameron. No, I'm on 13th Beach, mate. Look. You are, yeah, you are. We, we, we've got a lot to unpack in this episode about you being in my stomping ground. Boy, oh, boy, we do. But yes, I am. I am well. How are you? You're going up. Like I said before, we haven't seen each other for at least what three days or something. Three days. <laughs> it feels weird. That's right. It's, it's been. It does. It feels bizarre yeah. to be seeing you back on the screen again and like nothing yeah. really happened. Did, did, it, did it even happen the last week or so? I don't know. I tell you what, though, your intro was spot on. You haven't lost it over the Christmas break. No, nah, no. Nah. See, I actually listen back to them. I just sit there headphones on listen back to old episodes here's a question for you without notice do you go and listen to our our own podcast uh so i normally listen to it so i can pick up if it's coming across okay technically yeah um so i'll be driving between my shops like and ocean grove and if i've got absolutely nothing else to listen to (laughs) yeah (laughs) then i'll pop it on just to make sure it's still sounding you know okay and yeah. to be perfectly honest i think we need to up our um up our technical ability with um our microphones and stuff but we'll talk about that another time i think my mic sounds good no it's fine it's okay but it, it could be a lot better from both of us so okay. anyway, right we'll start on a negative, negative. Right, some feedback. That's not negative. It's just feedback. <laughs> it's constructive criticism about that's our what, own. That's podcast. what they call a shit sandwich, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh Thanks to everyone who has subscribed over the festive season. Uh, welcome aboard, and thanks to everyone who continues to support the Down South Photo Show by tuning in and looking at us on the tubes uh, and listening to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all the other ones that I'm not going to name right now. We're on all of them, um, and also thanks to everyone who shares us around. We really do appreciate it. Yeah, shared around like a. T- yeah, yeah, shared around. Yeah, of course, <laughs> Yeah, That's right. it is um, good to be shared around. Let's start where we, because uh, it's going to lead into the entire podcast, and we're going to start with our backgrounds, we mm. normally do. By the way, if you're looking at me going, you look really badly lit, Brendan. It's because we're recording this during the day, which is bizarre. We don't. Bizarre do world. We don't normally do that, and so my my lighting in here is terrible during the day. So uh, bad luck. This is how you're going to see me. That's just yeah. You've got it's... you've got a sheen off your forehead, but that's okay. Yeah, well, that doesn't surprise me. Do you want me to you've, fix that with a with a cap?
1: You've actually had a, a a bit of a skull cleanup as well. It'd be like a haircut. Get Did it myself. What do you think? Uh, not bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are recording this during the day. This is um this is unusual for us, but uh, I put the idea out there, and Brendan said, "Yeah, let's do one during the day." Why so not? here we are yep, absolutely it doesn't stop us from having a cold beverage as it is no well i'm so. I've, I've been working on my car the last hour and a half i put one of those roller tub things on my car and then Ooh, like yes. actually like a you know how you can have a back a tent on the back of your ute one Very of those cool. fra- one of those frames as well i think ash Hughes has been inspiring me to get on the road and just disappear absolutely um, but of course i put it on
0: it doesn't doesn't work properly and it's there you just go ash, three adjusting. minutes in and you get a mention already in 2023 He doesn't listen, so that's okay. He is listening with open ears because the man's on holidays. I heard a rumour that he's on this little island I'm on at the moment. He is. He's on the small island. Um, Mm -hmm. Anyway, our backgrounds. Cameron, let's start with yours because that's generally what we normally do. Yeah, yeah. So mine, I'm going to see if this works. It does. Look at that. Mine Mm
1: -hmm. was taken uh, on the second night of our inaugural Down South Photoshop workshop, uh, photo show workshops. Uh, It's a a mouthful, I know. uh, Tell me about it. Uh, this is 13th Beach. So this is just before the sun dipped below the horizon when we had the group out there and we're looking at you know, landscapes within landscapes, looking at the light changing, using our polarizers to get that beautiful glean off the sand and water there. And I just like the step, set of stairs there with a bit of a haze on them. So I had this is a long lens. I think it was like a 300 mil equivalent. And yeah, I like it. I like the light and I like the, the sea spray and um, the, the set of stairs look pretty cool and a bit of the shine
0: off the water i liked as well yeah we'll, we'll talk about it a bit uh later as we go on but um mm. we were quite lucky with the conditions we got i think i mean mm. they can all, you can always want for more but you know i think i think we got quite lucky considering we had a set date to do this yes uh, the conditions that, that we got were, were, were quite good i think um ask me about my background cameron uh, hey, Brendan, what, what's your background all about? My background is just down the coast from where your background's taken. Uh, uh, and of course, scary. this <laughs> this crop has ruined the photo because it's cropped off the top of the lighthouse in both the actual photo and the reflection. But that's okay. Good, that. good job. Yeah. Um. So this is the Point Lonsdale Lighthouse, which uh, has become my muse over the years. I just love going there and taking photos. And this was done the week before the Down South Photo Show workshops because I wanted to sort of scout the area out and make sure it was as good as I remember it, and it was, and just so happened to be 40 degrees and um, a northerly, very, very gentle northerly, which sort of kept giving me lovely reflections because it was all protected there from the Mm. the
1: wind. I must say, we visited the Point Lonsdale uh, Lighthouse on our workshop, and I was very tempted to get down there at first light uh, the day before I went on the boat uh to try and get some because i think that's i think that's a real stunning little area there i think that's got heaps of potential for magical magical shots like yours there so mm. it's very cool but i like all those rock pools and the reflections and uh the clouds are really cool
0: yeah. uh but it's, yeah, all, it's one it's, it's one of it. those places as you say that um and, and i think i mentioned this on the workshop as well where every time i go there it's different you've got different conditions the tide's always different the yeah. swell's always different the clouds are always different the breezes and but it's such a big area to explore and you've got the hero of the show which is obviously the lighthouse right there which yeah you know for a man-made structure it's pretty cool but you've also got that big ass jetty that runs out to the right hand side as we're facing the lighthouse now And and it just comes up really well isn't it cool how you go to like i'd never been there before ever i don't
1: think um but once you've been there, like you saying, oh yeah, the jetty's off to the right. Once you get to a place and you get a little bit familiar with it, you, you, I think you become more attached to it. Like okay, oh yeah, I know that I know where that is.
0: The jetty's out to the right, and you know mm-hmm. there's some cool rock pools around to the left. And yeah, you know, you definitely um, do. When, you you get your bearings, um, mm. you know, because you can show people a photo till the cows come home. But until you've stood foot in there and it becomes three dimensional, and you can actually say, okay, oh. yeah, and you and furthermore, you start to see the. The opportunities for photography there.
1: Yeah. And it was yeah. cool
0: to have your eyes there. I mean, you, you I've seen a couple of the shots that you got during the workshop, and I've seen yeah. some of the workshop participants' photos as well. And um, I think everyone did pretty well. I think I think everyone did some magical little work. And
1: and you're right, everyone sees things differently. Um it's, it's almost like like compositions are compositions, but it's almost like there's no real set level to what people see. Like I don't think you can say to someone, oh, you see better than I see. Like everyone sees things differently, and I don't think there's no right or wrong. Yeah. Um, and I saw, you saw that with the, the workshop guys as well. Like we'd be saying, Hey, this would be a good shot or look for that reflection. And then you look at the back of the camera, like, Oh yeah, I wouldn't have thought about it. That's a, that's a cool angle or that's a really cool idea to do that. So absolutely. And hmm. and I loved it because,
0: you know, we, anyway, we'll, we'll talk more about the workshop in a minute. I want to, I want to ask... open up, I'm
1: going
0: to open up another, it's hot oh, down right. here today. Yeah. So that's right. So that's why you have to drink beer. Low carb cider. Low carb cider. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So uh, we know, well, you and I know what our week's been like, but um, Mm. you've just got yourself back to the small island. Yes, I have arrived literally
1: uh, earlier this morning. So we we got home about one o'clock after leaving from Geelong on the boat. And then for some, I don't get it, it does my head in. We have a good friend in Perth named Bevan. We all know Bevan. Mm -hmm. And he has a phrase that says F the boat. He will never go on this boat down (laughs) the Tassie ever. Um, And I I always sort of had a bit of a chuckle at him. But, you know, yesterday and the day before uh, when we came up, I was a little bit like F the boat because you go through the heads and you're like, oh, there's Point Lonsdale. We are so close to Geelong. And then they head on the way all the way up through Rosebud and then they do a big lefty and hang across the bay. It's like, just go straight to Geelong. Stop going the arse of that way. So we came back, yeah, last night. We left a bit late. Um, There was floods in Geelong the other day, Uh, so apparently that had put all the schedules back a little bit. Um, So we got home pretty late last night. But yeah, we're back on the island. Um, We've just uh, had a delivery, special delivery today of uh, a special book. So the garage is full of books. We have a
0: book launch on tomorrow night tell me I more about the book launch um when, I'm, I'm sure the when, listeners are curious as well when can we get this out there can we get it out early oh. uh this this will go out tomorrow as you're doing your book what time's your book launch 5 30 it'll go out half an hour before the book launch
1: <laughs> can we can we put it out earlier can we put it out earlier sure. to see
0: it, what about if
1: we put it out at three o'clock okay <laughs> And uh, so tomorrow night, so when you hear this podcast, if you're, you know, six, seven minutes in uh, and you've got nothing to do in Hobart at the Wild Island uh, Photography Gallery down at Salamanca, uh, Tom Putt and myself are doing a a book launch for our brand new book, The Cradle Mountain Book, which has arrived and it's uh, beautiful, looks lovely. Um, And we are doing a book launch from the Wild Island Gallery at 5.30, come along, that's Tom's cover, that one.
0: Um, I will put a link to
1: the address in the description for
0: you so you can go and check that out.
1: That's right. So we'll be there. Uh, It'll go for an hour or so. Um, Feel free to come on down if you're in Hobart. Pop in. It's totally free. Uh, Come along, buy a book. Tom and I will both sign it. Uh, And uh, yeah, it should be great fun. So that's what we're doing, pretty much what we've been prepping for this week. And yeah, just really just been a nice little relaxing sort of holiday in Melbourne and
0: now back to the island and back into things. So, Well, um, going back to uh, what you mentioned before about the floods in Geelong, um, this little black duck happened to be driving his family back from Swan Hill as yes. those storms went through Geelong. We, right. were, we were literally in the epicentre. And um, so I lived in Queensland for 10 years and I saw some rain up there. Mm. I ain't seen rain like this. This wow. was next level. But it wasn't just that you, know, you get a rainstorm that might last 30 seconds a minute. This yeah. lasted half an hour. Yeah. It just right. kept on coming. And if you looked at the radar, it was just this line of storms impacting Geelong the whole time. Yeah. And uh, we we were quite lucky to get through because they closed the road not five minutes after we got through. Because we watched the news, of course, to see the flooding. And there was a literally a bus going through this section that we'd just been through and it was floating. Right. Amazing. So it was pretty. It was pretty full on. Uh, they do make. They on, do make on, those um, amphibious buses, don't they? They, they it make became an it. amphibious bus without wanting to be an amphibious bus, though. That's, yeah, that, that's the issue. Um, um, yeah. So that was that was full on. Uh, but
1: but w- w- when was that? What what was the rain? Was that on what's today? Thursday was it? Tuesday. Tuesday. Or something?
0: It was Tuesday. So yeah, it was Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday right, okay. sort of mid to late afternoon. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, it was pretty full on. Um, so just getting back to the week that we've had, I. I uh, Spent a couple of two, three days up up in Swan Hill in the old stomping ground, which Lovely. was fantastic because uh, my wife's mum still lives up there. Um, managed to take a few photos, so that was cool. I got a couple of cool photos. There's some... there's so much storm activity around at this time. Yeah, the there White. is.
1: Yeah,
0: um, I'm kind of hoping uh, now that I've wet my appetite for photography again. Uh, I'm hoping we get some storms here through February. Mm. I have yet I've taken a couple of lightning photos, but I'm yet to get, pardon the pun, a cracker. So, well, uh, I'm the good news
1: the good news is for you, my friend, is because you bought a new camera. Yes. Which is not on the running sheet, surprisingly. Live be. comp, I think
0: you're going to talk about. it. Yeah, yeah. that's
1: what I'm going to talk about. You yes. have one, you have not one of the, but you have the only best <laughs> system in the world for yes. shooting live composites for lightning. So, yes. Uh, live composite, for those that don't know, is that you set up your camera and you put it in the live composite mode. For example, if Brendan's seen behind him, you set it up. And it does a base exposure. So it takes a picture of that, that takes a frame of that shot as that exposure. And then anything that's brighter, that's added to the screen, to that frame. So for example, lightning bolts gets added to that frame without anything else changing. So it just adds anything brighter per every frame. And you can you can set up the parameters to do all these funky things. So um, yeah, it's such a cool feature. Um, yeah. So, okay, not on cool. Running
0: sheet, but let's go full disclosure. I bought with my own money, bought, paid for with Brendan money, Yes, a an artist formerly known as Olympus OM5. Uh, I shot a lot of Olympus back in the day, uh, when uh, even before Micro Four Thirds, so even back in the Four Thirds day, the old E1, E300 days. Mm. uh, A lot of the photos in my uh, on my website are are still from the old Olympus days. Uh, Sort of must admit, I strayed from the Olympus family and went went down the path of a couple of other brands, Canon, uh, for example. (laughs) and uh and nikon and nikon and uh then of course um we're doing I'm doing this overland track walk in April with the good man over here yes yeah, sure and so i needed a system that was lightweight and yep. i having i was tossing up I was mirrorless all the way and for lightweight but with all the features i wanted the OM5 ticked every single box um yep. Great little that's camera. Fun. So far, so good. I've, I've taken like 18 photos with it so far, but that's all right. Got to well, you're, all right. you
1: you're on the beach the other day when you christened it and you made a big announcement.
0: First frame, I've done yep. it. <laughs> and you know what? I might even put it on the screen here. It's actually quite a nice photo considering I shot it, you know, what was it, 3, 4 p.m., bright yeah. sun, you know. Terrible sunlight. Terrible lighting conditions, but yeah. uh I, I was determined to make the first frame count, which is kind yes. of weird, you know, yeah, just because yeah. no, the new camera. It. Like, you know, it's <laughs> so when it. you when you buy a new seven iron you want to flush it, you know. <laughs> straight away uh, that never happens yeah
1: speaking of golf no we are going to golf it's not a golf show
0: um no it's not so uh i yeah so i i'm I'm back in the uh om system family how long i'll stay there who knows but of course i'm lucky enough to have this guy in my Mm. corner and he uh bought all the lenses down during the workshop actually so um i think i I need i need to relearn it all is what I'm, i'm coming from
1: yeah, I, I, we did a, we did those four OM days in Melbourne while I was up there. So thanks to everyone that came along to those. That was we did walking around the city and we you know did street photography. We did some architectural and landscape photography. And I had one of the OM fives and I coupled it with the nine to eighteen sort of. Mm. It's not a pro lens. It's just a little wide angle travel lens. And I tell you what, it was so much fun. I haven't had that much fun shooting in years because you just put this little wide angle lens on this tiny little camera. You can hold it down low. You can just shoot from the hip. And I got some stunning shots, and I got a really cool shot of this pointy building that that's uh, down at the docklands with it. So I actually think it's a cracking little camera. But
0: yeah, you know. so I mean, it'll mm. we'll talk about this as we get closer to the walk. But um, yes. in terms of what gear we're going to be taking, that'll that'll take up a whole episode in itself. But mm. um, yeah. definitely the OM five is going to find its way. My one one of the main reasons I went for it as well is, and like most mirrorless cameras now, is the um, on in camera charging. Yes. Which is going to be paramount for what we're doing. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Yep. I'm I'm stoked to have that little camera in my kit. And if I was organized, I'd have it here on the show, but it's at the shop. Oh, exactly where I left it. That's right. It's probably, probably, it works there as well as it does at home. Well, it does. It certainly Mm. does. Yeah. So, no, it was great. Great to add that little camera to my kit. Beautiful. Um, So, main topic. Well, we're going to backwards and forwards about the workshops that we ran, which were awesome. But the main topic is um, we want to talk about photographic goals for 2023, not yeah. New Year's resolutions or anything silly like that. I don't sort of do those, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just when you flick over to a new year. I mean, it's already late January, but, uh, you know, we've yeah, had a bit of from the show. Yes. Um, photographic goals for 2023. Did you want to kick us off with those, Cam? Is, it, is uh, there something in particular you're wanting to do this year with your photography or is that a hmm. question without notice? It is definitely a question without notice
1: because we are not scripted or prepared for this show as per usual. Um, I don't know. Like every year, I, I have I have these thoughts every year. Like, what am I going to do each year? You know, like obviously the workshops and stuff I do are one thing where I'm like, you know, got to tick all those and get them all organized and stuff like that. But as a photographic goal for myself, um, I'm not too sure actually. Like, um, I have been sort of delving a bit into the AI seen you know those AI programs that people are yeah. talking about yeah dude. and I was thinking that I because you can import your own images into these sort of into this computer and get it to make images out of the images you've made so I was thinking that maybe it could be cool to try and create some super high unrealistic landscape photography but purely out of the images I've taken alone so that was a little bit of an idea in my back my back of my head as to what I might try and achieve this year is like I might try and get a bit more involved or a little bit more knowledge on how to, how it all works but I guess overall, each each year, I look to just take. Um, I try and try, try, stay true to my values of sort of being a one shot one shot frame photographer, not doing anything special. Um, so I'll probably just still focus on that, just still trying to capture those beautiful moments in one frame. And and can, can um, I ask you a question?
0: Is there is there a part of Tasmania that you are yet to photograph? No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Simple,
1: dumb. Simple. No, I, I, I I've been asked that a few times. Uh, I I reckon I'm close to have been down almost every road in Tasmania at some point or time,
0: which which um, is pretty incredible, really. When you yeah, thinking.
1: well the west coast, like I haven't done. Yeah, I lie. There is one place I haven't explored oh, that I want yeah. yep. which is the which is the Western Arthurs, mm-hmm. which is a, a pretty hard hike. It's it's classed as one of the hardest hikes in Australia, um, but I, I don't think I'd do like it's a it's a fifteen or sixteen kilometre mountain range it takes you like six days to traverse the whole lot. It's really up and down, but I don't think I'd go the whole way. I reckon I might go up there and spend four or five days, but just in a relatively small section of it and have a look around. But so that, that might be one place i would look at going at this year.
0: Oh, um, that's cool. And, but, but what the, about an area that you've been to previously, but didn't sort of, you know, extract out of it, what you might've hoped. I'm sure there'd be places. Yeah. Oh yeah, like
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think there's still more to be seen in the Tarkine where I go. Um, also, um, down at the back of sort of Queenstown, there's some little um, little areas that I haven't really explored too much down there as well, which I'd like to have a look at. And probably more of the uh, East Coast. That's one thing that these uh, Down South Photo Show workshops really sort of kicked me in the butt and said, hey, you know, I- I've never really been a coastal photographer." Like you you and I, I think, I- I think I'm more mountains and forests and you're more coastal and, you know, sort of summary scenes and things like that. Um, but I, I think I might try this year to do a bit more coastal stuff. And I think I actually think I said that last year as well uh, to myself. But I really enjoyed like the shots behind me and your shot there. I actually really enjoyed um, when the sun goes down, you get
0: all those beautiful sort of colors and warm colors on the beaches and stuff. Yeah, so so you, you've been to all those locations in Tasmania, but you haven't been to all of them at every different time of the day or every different time of the year. So no, it's kind of infinite, isn't it? Like that is. You know, yeah. You can go back and visit and, you yeah. know, remember a comp that you made. Way back yeah. when, but now go and make it in springtime light or summertime yeah. light. Obviously. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm really looking forward to our trip down the
1: Overland Track because I find that I challenge myself every time I go down there to shoot. Like I, like you you'll, you might be impressed, you may not be impressed. But as as we're walking along, I can almost tell you every single rock, tree, river, whatever's coming mm-hmm. up. I can say so I can sort of almost walk the track with my
0: eyes closed. But to try and shoot differently down there for me is a real challenge. Uh, it w- which is it why would really... be. it would be. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's same with me in these locations because I've been shooting this for seventeen years. Yeah. As I said though, here every time I go there, it looks different. Yes. Whereas the Overland Track, there's only certain. I mean, you know, if you wanted to, you could do it in the middle of winter, but there's only certain really certain times of the year you can do it. Yeah. Without putting your life at risk. Yeah. So I can understand totally where you're coming from there, In in that yeah. you've you've got to. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like you're you're playing the same album over and over again but trying to hear different chords you know it's, yeah it's... yeah yeah and I think that's um
1: like on this trip we've got going in April we've got some got yourself we've got a few other really nice photographers on there as well so it's going to be interesting to sort of sort of talk shop and and take shots as we go along but I always try and challenge myself every time I go down that track like you know I walk past this amazing gum tree like I've already shot that like 600 times,
0: yeah, and it looks good. Everything yeah. looks I, great. i bet
1: Brendan takes a photo of that. I bet you, yeah, well, <laughs> it does. It comes like when you have customers down there, you're like, Yeah, you will be walking along and you'd be playing along with your walking poles in your backpack, and you'll know something amazing is coming up around the corner. You're like, Okay, well, everyone's going to see it. And as soon as everyone gets, Oh my god, this tree's incredible! Oh my god, the view, Oh, camera's out. So it's almost like shooting in between the gaps where everyone else is shooting, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, but uh, yeah, um. What about your goals for 2023? You've got yourself a new camera. You're going for a uh, hike.
0: I, I think, without question, it's going to be to take more photos. Yep. Um, and you saw it the other day when I'm out in it and in my element and yep. where it's all happening. Um, it, it does things for me, um, and it's and it's very very good for me mentally um, yep. to get to get away from retail. Uh, I love all my customers. I love you all dearly. Thank you so much. But <laughs> you know, it it can, it can be a grind sometimes. Um, yeah. So you know, particularly taking advantage of this time of year, daylight yeah. savings, where you know that photo behind your cam was done at eight forty five p.m. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah that's that's crazy, quite late that? in the day. Yeah, so absolutely. Um. You know, and we can. You know, we've got all this coastline here to explore at sunset. Um. Yeah. So I, I think definitely a lot more of that. And yeah. The way you've sort of upturned Tasmania and, and visited every nook and cranny, I want to do that with Victoria. Yes. And yep. I want to get myself in a position where I'm able to do that. Yeah. And that is going to be tough because of a, the retail environment place. I find myself uh, Well,
1: Victoria is a lot bigger as well than Tassie. Uh, yeah, well,
0: it was twice the size of Tassie, roughly. Is it twice? Oh, I think it's Something. a bit more than that, maybe. Yeah. 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 So it's a yeah. it's a big state. Yeah. The thing I love about Victoria is you can get in your car and drive four hours in any direction and be in a completely different landscape yeah totally um i actually think victoria is underrated and a little bit maligned as far Mm. as um, states for international tourists to come to yeah they come to the 12 apostles and they go home Um, and look i get that people are on time restraints and sure great barrier reef Uluru, all these places are fantastic i get that and they're bucket list that's right they're bucket list places victoria like as i say if i drive west four hours i'm at you know, I can travel along the, the Great Ocean Road. I can do the Apostles. I can get to places like Port Ferry, Portland. Yeah. Nuts! Mm. If I yeah. travel northwest, I can go to Mildura, Hadacolkin National Park. I mean, yeah. blow you away, uh, and that's on Mungo's doorstep. And then you've got if you go directly north, the Murray Valley is untapped. Mm. There's a place there called Gunbower Island, which I am desperate to get to. Right. Uh, it's a it's an island on the Murray. It's 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 Gun- flanked by Bauer the Murray River. Island. Gunbauer. it's it's flanked by the Murray River to the north and Gunbauer Creek to the south and oh, it's this island it's national park and it's it's nuts it's absolutely gorgeous um you know reflections on the river uh, yeah, yeah. wildlife for africa you, you, know, know, what, it's, it's you know you
1: know what, you know what i'm feeling a sense of putting out there mm. for 2023 because uh, uh, the response we had from the workshops was just unprecedented <laughs> it was incredible yeah. people were just i think people had a great time the the 20 people that we had were just blown away by how much fun we had. Yeah. Um. And we've had a call for more and more and more and more and more and more. Yeah. I would love to put together something up in exactly where you're thinking, up in the Swan Hill region, up on the yeah. Murray, along that yeah. area. Yeah. Maybe it's a weekend. Maybe we go up there and it's a self-drive, self-accommodate sort of weekend. But we'll go and visit you know, two or three days worth of stuff and spend a yeah. long weekend
0: up there. Oh, look, I mean, it, yeah, it would be very, very easy to put together a mm. uh, three four day workshop something like that in the murray valley and right yeah you know, maybe perhaps starting at, at my old stomping ground at swan hill and then heading northwest and going yeah. into places like so sea lake where you've got the um sea lake uh, i remember sea lake lake Tyrrell, that's yeah. where the the big salt lake is it's yes. like are you kidding me that's a fantastic spot yeah. and then just north of there had a murray sunset national park into mildura renmark those sort of areas yeah i mean it'd be mm. crazy but um you know, last time we did an impromptu uh, sort of thought bubble on workshops, it
1: went, it went <laughs> stupid. If you would like to see what, what's what's that area, what's that area called? Is that the Murray Valley? Is that what it is? Oh, it's the Mallee. It's the Malley. Really? So if you went um, if you
0: went Swan Hill to Mildura, how long's that? Ah, uh, Swan Hill to Mildura. If you drive, is about two and a bit hours, two and a half hours directly. And what's that region all through there called? That, that? would be that would be known as the Northern Mallee. Or oh, um, so we're putting on a Northern Mallee workshop sometime
1: in twenty twenty three. If mate, you would, would be, like to yes. come along, yep. please hit us
0: up below. Uh, we'll meet in meet start and finish in Swan Hill. So we'll go yep. out and do a massive loop. Yep, um, yeah, We no, spend would we'll, 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 we, we spend the night in Mildura, then come back. I think it'd be foolish if we didn't have a night at sea lake and then a night at uh somewhere like had a coal in that area so it could be it could be two three nights but anyway we'll, we'll, we'll work could, that out here's, here's an idea could we stay at good night good night yeah it's a, yeah, that's it's a right. place have you seen yeah, i know and, it, and i love it because it's it's pronounced good night not As good in, night it's good night, good night.
1: <laughs> so if you are keen to maybe if come you. and join us yeah if you if you are keen to come and join us in 2023 for yep. a 2 or 3 day workshop maybe a couple of nights starting in Swan Hill exploring all this amazing region this is something we've just completely made up on the freaking fly yeah let us know we'll put and I, I need it? to
0: tell you and I'm very biased because I'm I'm from the area it, it it's um it's gorgeous well, like- it's 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 got something about it that it's flat for yes. one so forget mountains and stuff you ain't getting that but yep. the Murray through there, you can find some spots on the Murray there that are just absolutely stunning.
1: Well, I, I went through Lake, I somehow on the, on the way to the Flinders Ranges last year or the year before. That's right. I, you I, went through I, there. I went, I got lost and I went through Lake Tyrion. Yeah. <laughs> and I must admit, I stopped there. I'm like, geez, this place would be an absolute gold mine for photos in the right yeah. time of day
0: yeah um so and that well Well, having said that as well um i've got friends that live in that area who i am almost certain would allow us onto their big farming properties um and then you're starting to talk you know uh farm imagery in and we're talking we're we're talking about farms the size of Tasmania. Yes. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, not quite. Yeah, that, but well, they but are big, huge, aren't they? Big, big properties. Um, menangatang is a wonderful little uh, little town, which is dotted with old buildings and like yeah. Anyway, you, we're, we're getting off track and getting very excited about well, something may not happen. But anyway, it's funny because it's not in the running sheet, and we're just mm. talking about. It. So mm. I think yeah, I I, I must have been.
1: I drove through the the other year. I went. I stopped at Lake Tyrrell and had The big sign there saying Lake Tyrrell, that's the one, and I went, This is cool. Um, and then I kept driving along, but that whole region up there, I said, I think we had a conversation about the other day, it's screaming for, yeah. And I think you're right as well, like talking going back to what you're saying about Victoria and Tassie, and you know, seeing as much as Victoria as you can. Every time I come back to Victoria now, I'm like, Geez, I never went there. Like, I grew up, I'd lived there for 30 something years, yeah. Gee, I never went there. I've never been to Point Lonsdale Lighthouse, yeah, ever. So, look at it it's it's amazing um, it's gorgeous like i spent a lot of my time up in brighton mount hotham and mount buffalo yeah. and like that yeah. area is magic but i haven't seen much of the others so i'm with you i think i think it's good to explore yeah and i think we have and, a lot and of people- i think
0: from a from a photography point of view and, and from def- definitely a workshop point of view the high country is it has been done a lot it has yeah uh and ironically i've seen so little of the high country because i'm a mallee boy and i grew yeah. up you know in northwest yeah. But, um, you know, I, I would like to see more workshops done in Western Victoria. So there's a, there's an area out there called the Pink Lakes as well, which is just yep. past Oyun. Yep. Oyun PS gets the hottest temperatures in Victoria year in, year out. It it, it like 45, 48 is, is not uncommon in Oyun at this time of year. Not that we'll be going in this time of year, but yeah. That's at Murray Sunset, isn't it? Murray Sunset National Park, those sort of areas, Hatterkelkine is is the bee's knees. So you look at you, I can see you looking at photos already and going, hmm, that looks pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, why am I going to Lake Eyre every year? I can just go. Well, well, it's a bit closer Mm, anyway. So as Cam said, if you would like to register some interest in coming along on a workshop uh, in northwestern Victoria, sure. Yeah, Yeah. Um, we time out. I'll I'll do you one better. If you
1: would like to register your interest to join us email cam at tasphoto.com.au yep. and tell us, Hey, I'm keen. And uh, we'll start putting some
0: ideas together. Definitely. Definitely. Cool. Um, we we were also hinting at perhaps the Grampians as well, but that we'll, we'll just see. There's a lot, that's a big state. A lot of walking out there. Grampians can be a little tricky because <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've, you, you know, no. you do need to properly no, hike we, in. We
1: know, we know there's a, val- a very important listener, David, who listens a lot who lives out that way. And he has That's been right.
0: screaming at me for years to come out there and do something. And yes, I, still I think we can there. put David straight into the Northwest Victoria workshop. I think that'd be, I think he's in. Okay. David's in. I think Mel's in. <laughs> We've got two places already. Fantastic. I love it. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll take two cars. No, yeah, yeah. Moving on. Uh, no, well, no, no, we, did- we, we, did, we, we digress a little bit, but it all hinged back to the fact that I said in 2023, I plan on exploring our, the great state of Victoria some more. Yeah, yes. Um, and there are there are places on the Murray. So just a little side story. Um, when I was growing up, uh, my two older brothers were mad keen kayakers. And they did this thing called the Murray River Canoe Marathon every year that went from left the day after Boxing Day from Yarrawonga and finished in Swan Hill on New Year's Eve. Wow. And I saw some parts of the Murray River there, I'm talking when I'm like a teenage kid, yeah. uh, that I still remember as being absolutely stunning and want to get yeah. back to with a camera at sunrise and at sunset. So uh, yeah, So what, what you're saying really is these,
1: these little trips are just really just to fulfill your childhood dreams.
0: Sure, why not? That's what I'm doing. <laughs> so let's let's talk about the 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 Down South Photo Show workshops that we that we, that yeah. we had Cam yeah. um let's have, where do we I'll, want to start? I'll kick us off by saying uh, it exceeded my expectations. Not that my expectations were low. I was very very confident that it would be uh, a success. Mm. Um, I think the enthusiasm from those of you who came along was fan bloody tastic. It was lovely to yeah. meet you all and put faces to names. A couple of you already knew, but um, the majority I didn't. Yes, uh, it was lovely for you guys to see my stomping ground and see the shop at Ocean Grove, which was excellent. Couldn't get over how busy it was in Ocean Grove. But uh, yeah, it was crazy. That's what that first, this time that, of year. That first day was nuts, wasn't it? The Friday was 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 pretty mm. insane. Uh, people yep. battling for a park and all that sort of stuff. But hey, we got there in the end. Um, yep. and, and I think what I enjoyed most about it was I had with a couple of clients, I had several penny dropping moments with them. Yeah, you know the one, Cam. It's when they look through the camera. And they go, ah, they make that sound.
1: <laughs> yes, they go, oh, that makes sense now.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like, ah, and yes. and then all of a sudden, you you, I feel like I've opened up more possibilities for their photography, and I really, yep. I love that. That's very yep. rewarding from my yep. point of view.
1: Yeah, I'm the same. I had a I had a great time the the two days that were there, and like I said, the weather was just maybe a little bit too good that first day. I think it was a bit too sunny. The second day we had a bit more yeah. cloud and yeah. stuff coming through, but um. Same again. There was a lot of new faces and a lot of familiar faces, and um, it, was, it was actually just a really lovely get together. Like it, it take away the whole podcast idea, and the, you know us us running the workshops. Everyone just was there for the right reason. Everyone's there just taking a few photos, and yeah, there was definitely a lot of aha moments and people saying, "Oh yeah, that makes sense," and oh, yeah, I didn't realise that," or "I didn't look at that." Or there was a really good moment on the second day when you took people up on the pier, and you had people shooting down that that the the, yeah. the handrail with the fisherman yeah. at the end. That was really cool. Um so yeah, it was really great. uh the people were lovely. Uh, the location was great. Uh, I was think
0: become... aside from the basic structure that we had where we had the locations mapped out already, the level of, of just how organic it was when we're at the locations, which yeah. to me sort of took our customers on a journey of, okay, if Brendan's new to a scene, this is how he breaks it down, and this yeah. is what he starts to, or if Cam's new to the area, this is he'll start looking for this to get these shots. Yeah, now, you and I like to think we both are okay photographers. So to be able to pass on that knowledge in that way yeah. is really special. Yeah. Um, so even, even if the, even if the knowledge is different, which it totally was. And we yeah. we had conflicting <laughs> ways of doing things we several times, did. which, which mm. customers picked up on. And I yeah. like that mm. because there is no right way.
1: Yeah. That's there right. isn't, there's, there's a no, way, there's,
0: there's a way that suits your eye and there's a way that suits my eye.
1: That's right. That's right. There's no, there's no right or wrong. And, um, Either way, it was working. But I think one of the highlights of the two days, and I think this is a highlight for you as much as it was for me, was the bloody seal in Point Lonsdale. There was a giant elephant elephant seal that stopped traffic just as we were going between locations. <laughs> so we were going from
0: <laughs> here, like the car park is literally just behind this hill here at, the, at Lonsdale. We drove off to head further down the coast, down this way. And uh, we got just into the little town of Point Lonsdale and there's all these police and straight away, I said to Cam, "Oh, this yeah. this isn't going to be good because we've got this workshop we're trying to, you know." And as that happened, one of our lovely customers got a flat tire in their car, and uh, she was pulled we, over to the we side. Won't, we won't name names, Julie. I mean, we won't name who. It was. <laughs> yeah, no, we won't. And uh, she said, "Oh, guys, I got a flat tire." And just as she said that, I've just seen this elephant seal in the middle of the freaking road. <laughs> and it wasn't. It wasn't. It was the size of a small car. This thing. Like I said, it looked like my couch had come to it life. It was huge. What were your exact nice. words, Brendan? Uh, yeah, we can would have to bleep it out, and I can't be bothered bleeping because this has got to go out early tomorrow. So yeah, true. You said but but a... I, I've, I've Ill. never. Now apparently Henry, his name is, is, Henry. Um, <laughs> of course it is. Is, is, is a local. Um, he hasn't been seen for a little while, but that's the first time he's been seen on the main road.
1: So guys who are listening, go Google Elephant Seal Point Lonsdale. <laughs> Link in description. Uh, yeah, you'll see it. He was just a gigantic slug of an eel. Mate, an eel.
0: Headline seal. news.
1: Headline news. But anyway, poor Julie, who had a flat tire. Well, we sort of lost complete interest in helping her when we saw this seal in front of us. Um, but yeah, getting getting back to the workshop. So we, I had a great time. And um, it was actually a bit sad to head off at the, la- the last one on a Saturday night because we had a really this beautiful shot behind me was then and, I was like, oh, okay, that's done. Yeah. It went so quick and everyone had a good time. So um, I think, yeah, I, yeah, everyone on that workshop, pretty much everyone said, let's do some more and let's go again and yeah. stuff like that. So a big and shout think, out to
0: everyone that came on. It was great. Absolutely. And I think what it taught me as well was I don't think it would have mattered if the conditions weren't great. Um, no, that's right. I think we still would have managed. And uh, yeah. that's, that's landscape photography. You work with what you've given. And we had yeah. people that have traveled quite a way to be there. So, hey, if the weather was crap, it, the workshop was going ahead. It would, yeah. you know, it was just, so yeah. we sort of predecide a relief that we got low tide, that we got half decent conditions. The southerly breeze was a bit of annoying, bit of an yeah. annoyance, but whatever, that, it still worked. But I,
1: I actually think, yeah, like, I think that's one thing that people can take away from doing landscape photography is don't don't throw the, the, the toys out of the cot if you rock up somewhere and it's not exactly how you want it to be. Yeah. Because some of, some of the best shots I've ever taken have been exactly that scenario where I've rocked up to somewhere. I'm like, okay, cool. Oh, you know what? It's not really working for me, you know, but I've just worked with it. And then all of a sudden something happens or you work to the conditions and, you know, the, you know, the wind might be too much, but it's blowing up a whole bit of dust that works really well or, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So, um, yeah, don't don't get upset if you don't get the exact conditions. And uh, we are
0: lucky that we had a nice day, a couple of nice days, but um, yeah, it was great. It was good fun. No, it certainly was. Um, and, you know, as I say, the the, the enthusiasm came through really strongly um, yeah. and it was infectious from the people that were doing the workshop. Yeah. Um, I think if we were to change any of it, of that particular workshop, it would be that middle stop in Ocean Grove. Um, yeah. yeah. It was It just, unfortunately, just, you know, could, we couldn't have both things at once. We needed low tide at Lonsdale, but we needed high tide instantly yeah. at at ocean grove which obviously wasn't going to happen
1: yeah i um, think um also it was it's it's a bit of a splitting hairs one because the shots at 13th beach here were lovely yeah but the shots at point lonsdale where you are in the background yeah. there would also yeah. be equally as lovely so like I said you can't be in two places at, at oh, once. no, no, i mean that, that's right but it was
0: it, it was great and one thing i couldn't get over was how fast it went by like there was a six yeah. hour workshop and it was done and yeah. dusted really yeah. quick. both days it went we didn't we, we didn't even have time for a beer no, we didn't, because we would certainly not partake in alcohol while we we're running a workshop. No, would no, we, Cameron? We, no, that's not something we would do. <laughs> <laughs> certainly wouldn't happen. Nah. Uh, and to and so to but, those of you who are asking whether we're going to do it again, if you missed out on the original, my worthy lordy, yes indeedy, we will be yeah. doing that again for yeah. sure. Now, are we going, going are, are, happens, going, are we going to kick the people out that already came along? Can you not come to another one? Or of course you can come to another one, but the, I think the good news is uh, we're already pl- tentatively planning the June. Yeah, King's June. birthday long weekend. Yeah, King's um, birthday
1: long weekend in June is looking to
0: Saturday and Sunday of that yeah. weekend. So are we going to repeat...
1: do Are we, we going to do the same location? Or are we going to look something else?
0: Um, I think we'll probably do Lonsdale definitely because yeah. that's such a um a treasure mm-hmm. trove of locations. Yeah, the good news being, of course, in June is it'll be completely different and yeah, the, yeah, be, you I won't imagine, get these photos it's going to be way more dramatic in I imagine you get
1: a lot more sort of mossy and seaweed stuff yeah, like that the, as well the
0: cooler temperature everything the light's cooler the sun's in a lot different position everything feels yeah. in fact in some ways a little better it's a it's yeah. it's a dramatic place anyway yeah. uh of course the other thing we're gonna to have to do cam is kick it off around midday because we're only going to have five yeah. hours of
1: daylight so yeah <laughs> so we kick it off at midday we'll make sure well we We'll kick it off at midday, but we'll tell customers to be there by 11. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we actually get the thing started on time. Not that anyone was late. That's okay. Nope. We're nope. all good. Nope. Yeah, no, Sharon. it was good fun.
0: And yeah, stay tuned, folks. We've got more more in the works. Yeah, good fun. yeah we're, we're keen to get your, your, your uh, people out and taking photos with us. So um, yeah. by all means, hit us up in the comments below and we'll, yeah. we'll get another I think, um, workshop or two up and running. The, the tricky one is with the
1: one-day workshop is how, how can you gather everyone in one central spot? And see lots of cool stuff in half a day or a full day, as exactly. opposed to, you know, going, like you said, the Grampians or something like that. Those sort of locations have really got to be at least a, a two-night sort of trip, because otherwise you're driving, you know, four hours one way, four hours back to go spend five hours with yeah. a couple of douches like us. So, um, <laughs> you know, you want That's to right. make sure it's uh, it's location-wise, but
0: stay tuned. Um, yep. We will um, Yeah, be in exciting. touch. Um, and one thing I will say is it was great to work with you, Cam. Oh, Thanks, Brent. It was great fun with you, too. It was good. First time. Great stuff. Yeah. Um, so, tip of the week. Tip of the week. You
1: like that? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, tip, uh, of oh, tip of the week. This is. I, I just thought about this before because uh, there was a gentleman on the workshop. Uh, Michael, I think his name was Michael um who had i think he had the sony system Mm. canon system i can't remember but he wanted to change lens because there was something going on at the at the ocean grove um beach stairs and he wanted to change the lens and he, he was changing it and i went oh no no Change, put you back to the wind, keep the camera closed, blah, blah, blah. So it made me think that, you know, so many times you go on workshops and even sometimes when you're not on a workshop, but you see other people just walking around taking photos and it's blowing an absolute gale. There's sand, you know, you're getting sandblasts and they're just like holding their lens out. It's like you got to really protect that sensor and, and your lens and your gear. So if you are in a windy location or a sandy, beachy, dusty location, the easiest way I do it is I, I turn my back to the wind and I try and create... Like a bit of a cover with my body and and try and do it close to my body as quick as I can, but if you can help it, don't change lenses on the beach or at dusty, dusty roads or dusty locations because you're going to get dust in your sensor. You're going to get it's going to hurt hurt your camera. It's going to cause issues, and um, then you're going to get Brendan to clean it for. What was a sensor clean? Forty nine dollars. Forty nine dollars for
0: a sensor clean. That's correct. Or great. a full full clean was hundred and
1: ninety nine dollars. I
0: think. Uh, full full clean including sensor ninety nine dollars. Ninety nine dollars. There you go. Did you
1: get that that sorted? That, that lady came in. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, hey shout Rachel. out to your staff
0: member Rachel. She had fun on the on the Rachel workshop. came along on the Saturday workshop. She did. Um, yes. And told me the next day that she. We'd loved quit. it. She was. <laughs> that's right. yeah, I quit. I'm becoming a professional landscape. photographer She yeah. um to- totally was enthralled by it. Um, cool. had no idea about things like aperture priority that we were playing around with a lot. So she right, loved awesome. that. Yeah. and also the composition stuff. She really enjoyed. So um, nice. whether she was making it up or not, uh, she she sounded like she had a great time. So yeah, yeah that was that was great. Yeah, it was good. Um, and she did a lot of uh, stock photography or product photography. I think she said she and... is a pro- product photographer, but but mm. uh, as part of, uh, I think she's doing a photography. degree Agree. And right. and part of a section of that is landscape yeah right um and she was battling a lot with landscape so hopefully they've okay. given her a few pointers to steer in the right direction that's for sure yeah
1: yeah cool yeah no it's good um mm.
0: it's
1: good to see people come along who are a little bit out of their comfort zone in regards to what genre they
0: shoot so absolutely um just a brief little aside 2023 um do you know what 2023 is going to bring gear wise cam like what, what's happening in the in the mm. photograph? I mean, it it seems to have reached a bit of a status quo, hasn't it? Like it's, well, I can tell you know. now, this is what's going to happen, right? Okay. Nick, Here Nick, we go.
1: Nikon Nikon are going to release a bucket of shit camera that's miles behind everyone else because they've been doing that <laughs> because they've been doing that for years. Yeah. Canon are going to release another one of the R mirrorless systems. that's probably going to have more megapixels or something like that. It'll do exactly the same as their last camera, but they'll release another one. Sony will do the same thing, but they'll just come up with a catchy R78 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh OM systems, I don't think, will release any new cameras. Mm-hmm. Uh Fuji they will release a new lens. They will release a new lens, yes. I can tell you now there is a new macro lens coming out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh I think Fuji might not release too much. They got their medium format cameras. There might be an update in one of those, maybe. Uh what else we got? Uh Panasonic. No one cares. Um Pentax no one cares <laughs> but yeah i don't like that i can't yeah i think you're right we've hit a bit there, of the there's threshold. one
0: reason why i definitely care about what panasonic are up to and that is the fact that their lenses fit mine well they camera. do they do that's right <laughs> they do
1: so um but i don't know i think you're right i think we've sort of hit um you know i think if anything it's just going to be sensor megapixel resolution going up uh you know we can get we're getting as high as 60 megapixel now on full frame yeah. um you know, whether or not they can squeeze more out of that, I don't know. Um, there's probably going to be a bit more of the AI stuff coming in.
0: Now, this is where I was going to go. I, I, think, I, I think what I'm hungry for is not necessarily more re- resolution, but better resolution. In other words, um, using the sensors they've got, but then using computational photography. So yes. things like noise reduction, um, yeah. which we know that there's software out there that is very, very good. It's still pretty flawed, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um, I'm trying to think. Gigapixel is the soft oh, yeah. software that yeah. I've been using for a while. Yeah. It's good, but it ain't great. Yeah. Um, I, I'm looking for things to improve there, uh, as you mentioned earlier with uh, AI technology. Mm. I think yep. that's going to help a lot. Um, it can be a bit hit and miss where it's sort of guessing what it thinks should be in that pixel, whereas I think the uh, artificial intelligence will sort of be a lot better at it The the ai yeah. systems will be a lot better at it and to that end i'm and you know that i probably took more photos with my iphone during that workshop than i did with an actual camera now yeah. that was purely because i'm helping other people with their real cameras in air quotes um <laughs> so i'm just taking snapping away taking f- things for social media and that sort of stuff yeah. here's, i here's, think here's, yeah you yeah, go. no 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 i was gonna say yeah i was gonna i was
1: gonna say Talking about you know your gigapixels and your noise resolutions and better getting better. What you say was well, not more not better not more resolution but better resolution. Better resolution. I I I will push this back because I in the last few months I've had a few discussions with people online and seen a few things. I don't think it makes absolutely any difference to what new technology comes out to. I'm going to say 98% of photographers shooting these days. So more megapixels means nothing. More yep. AI means nothing. More noise reduction means nothing. More frames per second means nothing. All that means nothing. If you were just going to put it on social media. Yeah. So I, I saw a gentleman the other day who put up a photo from down here in Tassie and there was a question about the the noise and the, and the resolution of it. And, Really, it wouldn't have made any difference whether it was a noisy image or a non-noisy image because it was put on uh, social media at a low resolution. You can't tell anyway. It was on so,
0: Instagram.
1: yeah, all these new technologies coming out to AI and the resolution, unless you're printing stuff out, again, I'll, I'll beat the dead horse, unless you're going to print stuff out or do something with your images where you need to sell them to, to companies or something like that you can be shooting with your iPhone, you won't you won't notice any difference. So which
0: is probably why I'm angling more towards a need to improve the AI and technology. And the reason I say that is because being in in photographic retail, where I'm printing a lot of photos for people, the amount of times I will get a really bad quality yep. image, yeah. Two reasons. One, it's been shot on someone else's phone and they've sent it to their phone and yeah. they've sent it to their phone and yeah. it just gets down resed each time and compressed and all that sort of stuff. So I'm probably got a hankering for that sort of stuff naturally so that I can extract a yeah. better quality image to put on someone's wall. Yeah. Which then has the knock-on effect that you know the photos that I take can actually be improved. Now yeah. you know that that could that could come from the fact that I'm sort of keen on full frame resolution. Versus Micro Four Thirds, but I prefer Micro Four Thirds because it's more compact, and I yep. enjoy shooting on Micro Four Thirds. Yes, so I want a sort of a, a foot in both camps, if you like. Yeah,
1: um, I think th- I think there's a there's a there's a like I'm a bit of a FOMO with that as well. Like, and I find I do it myself. So as you know, I'm a bit of a camera whore. I collect all different types of things. So yeah, I've got I had the GFX 100 megapixel medium format camera for a while, and amazing camera, super heavy. Uh, but beautiful, beautiful detail out of the camera. And I found myself when I was editing files, I'm like, geez, these files are really nice. Look at the detail. I'd zoom in. Geez, you can actually, you know, you can see the eyebrows and the person in the background of your photo there. It was incredible. But unless I was printing them at a decent size, there was absolutely no benefit to that, that megapixel in yeah. 95% of what, else of what I was doing.
0: 100%. So I
1: find, I find the same. Like I've got this beautiful little Leica that I had and I've got my Olympus OM-1. The OM-1 is a 20-megapixel camera. The Fuji uh, the is 100-megapixel. The Leica is a 60-megapixel. I still enjoy shooting on the 20-megapixel camera because it's just easier to use. It's lightweight. It's enjoyable to use. And unless I'm doing something massive print-wise, it makes absolutely no difference to the output no. of the image. Okay, let alone the file
0: size. The it's file size. Manageable out, yes. of, out of a smaller system. So, so I, get, I, I get
1: that. But I get I get how people like, like talking about 2023 and what it's going to bring. That guaranteed, something's going to come out this year that's got more megapixel or more bam for, no, yeah. more bang for its buck. You yeah. need to sit there as a photographer and say to yourself, Do I need you know Do I need to go from 40 megapixel to 60 megapixel, mm. or do I need to go from 20 to 60? You know, yeah. and you need to work your way back. You need to like reverse engineer it. You know, am I printing heaps of stuff? Then yeah, you got a, You've got a case to maybe buy more megapixels. But if you're not, you know, people always come up to me and say, oh, but I can crop heavier with more megapixels. Get your hand off it because all you need to do is just change. All you need to do is just change a lens. Like crop optically, yeah. don't crop with it. You know, you're losing resolution anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So my advice to people in regards to gear this year is don't feel like you need to upgrade your gear because you might get 10 million more megapixels out of a shot. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think there's any benefit to that at all. I think oh. you're right. Like if there's more composite modes or more AI involved, or if there's something, you know, if the sensor is 10 times faster at writing camp photos or things like that, you know, then maybe you've got a case to upgrade. But I think yeah, these it's, days...
0: it's funny, isn't it? In, in, in the mad scramble for resolution and for better quality images in terms of sharpness and pure resolution, I think what gets overlooked is the ability for a camera to capture true and accurate color. Um, Now, I've I've always found I'm not, it was my own money people that I spent with Olympus, by the way, I've always found the Olympus sensor to be very, very good with color accuracy, I can look at that photo over Cam's shoulder there. And that takes me back because I saw that very scene with my own two eyes. And those, those colors are very, very accurate to what I saw when I was stood there. Yeah. Um, and that's underrated in my opinion. I, 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 color accuracy is really, really important.
1: And it's funny. It's funny to say that because I think with one of the customers on the, on the workshop, whether or not it was on our one or the Olympus ones, I'll do on that too sure. but we started talking about color, um, and which cameras, you know, you know, someone sort of said, oh, you know, but every camera does the same thing. I'm like, well, they don't, you know, Fuji and Olympus generally do better greens and blues. I find Canons and Likers and Nikons do better reds and yellows and things like that. They have more skin tony sort of mm. colour to them. Um, but I but I I'm I, hand on heart, I would say that the Olympus files, I very rarely have to adjust colour at all. Yeah. At, out of out of camera, it just looks like I saw it. And yeah. I find with my the liker I use, I'm always playing around with the colour temperature a bit much and playing around with some of the colour channels a bit more. So
0: yeah. Um yeah. who having knows what one- having said all that. That photo there is it's an iPhone one. It, no, that's actually, uh, no, that's shot with my uh, Canon. Yeah, so, uh, and can the tell. color accuracy there is very, very good. I was quite happy with that.
1: I've just realized um, you got camera and photo, you little wood stamp in there too. Yeah,
0: because I would have used that as a social media thing. So I like to yeah. put that there just to see who's sharing stuff around without asking me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like photocomps on the on the Ballerine peninsula exactly um uh, yeah yeah so a little bit of housekeeping thanks cam yeah. good episode yeah. a little Thank bit of you. housekeeping um dear cam we want to keep that going uh if you have a question for dear cam for 2023 please uh send us a link below uh, send us a comment below or send us a, an email or whatever and mm. if you've got a question that you're finding it difficult to find the answer to by using dr google for photography Cameron. Uh, well, place. yeah, preferably. I've got this rash, <laughs> and I can't yeah, that's right. get rid yeah. of I don't know yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Dcam's going to live on in 2023, as is the Down South Photo Show. So we're we're back bigger than ever yeah. for 2023, as we said, 66 episodes old, which is pretty cool. Um, and we're if gonna... we do if we do one a week, we'll hit 100 episodes this year. We will. We'll hit 100 episodes in September. about September October. Yeah, you're right. Wow. Maybe when, that, when we're doing our our um Northern Victorian workshops. Mate, that's that is already happening. I can tell you I, now. Yeah, I can sort of
1: feel it in my yep. waters that I, that's gonna we happen. Don't, we don't need many people. If we hire, we can hire two cars, two
0: four-wheel drives, yep. and fit three in each. So six people is all we need. You know what? You know what's gonna work for you very, very well? You're gonna you're gonna do the Northwestern Victorian workshop and that is gonna roll straight into BFOP. Yeah. Ooh. Yes, that could work. See, I could just, uh, you're going to do it. See, that's right. Yeah. Good, Which good. is in, uh, BFOP is in October. Yes. Mid, sort of mid-October. Uh, early October.
1: Early October.
0: No, there you go. There you go. Okay. So we'll, we'll put it out there. So maybe it's, maybe it's BFOP into the Northwestern Victorian workshop or the other way around? The other way around, yeah. But save your pennies, folks, well. we don't come cheap anymore. I know? guarantee you it won't be on the last weekend in September. No, neither will Melbourne. Because I will be busy. Watching, watching someone else play footy. Okay, right. uh, I'm think, putting it on official record that you will see my team play in the grand final this year. Really? Oh, Ooh. mate, really? Take it to the, take it to the absolute bank.
1: Nah, and Geelong. I will replay
0: this in September. Geelong. Either way. Geelong, Geelong,
1: back to Geelong back to back this year for me. Mm. Unfortunately, as much as I hate Geelong. Uh, hey, we didn't talk about golf in this trip, this episode, did we? Okay, come on.
0: Let's do it. Did, We're did, you have, did,
1: did you have a golf tournament at all for your so 50s? My,
0: so the, for those of you who may have picked this up through the workshop, uh, through the uh, through the podcast. You, you talk. I'll go grab something. Um, I've been running a golf day for 17 straight years, which I'm very proud of. It's called the Brendan Wade Photography Golf Classic. And, uh, the, my, my learned colleague here has been on the, uh, has been as, we, well, I think you've had 13, 13, 14 attempts at it. Is that right? That is, that sounds about right. Look at that very jacket, which is also, well, it's way more than 17 years old. Um, it's got the logo nice. on the front and it's got the names of every winner on the back, yes. which Cam now gets to add his own name to. So, um, yeah. I was proud of the little guy. He did really well. He played very, very well. Yes. Uh, it also happened to coincide with my 50th birthday this year. So it That's sort of, right. the party rolled on. It was a big, big, big weekend. So oh um, I don't know I don't if you to, can for winning uh, the jacket. Oh, thank, thank you. Me, mate. You're right. It fits you actually quite well. <laughs> actually I think you need well. to wear that on every episode from here on until you have to give it back. <laughs> so that'll be 2024. <laughs> That's right. 2025,
1: maybe. That does feel well, but yeah, it was a great day. You're going back to back, are you? Oh, I don't know. I've got a funny feeling I might (laughs) keep that on record. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it was a great day. Uh, This is actually, I reckon, this is exactly my size. Whatever it is, or something regular. It seems to be everyone's size. I don't know why that is. Yeah, it does because there's been a lot of different people wear it, hasn't it? Most people who put it on go, "This hits really
0: well." Yeah.
1: Uh, but it was it was a great day, and it was like I don't win I don't win tournaments unless it's on a big milestone birthday. So oh, no, no, this was this was a big one. This was, yeah, was a, big a big one to win. Winter. So
0: congratulations but, but, again. But we're not a golf show, so that's okay. No, we're not. But uh, congratulations again. If you would like to send your congratulations to Cam, <laughs> do it somewhere else. Don't do it here. No um, comments down below. Come on, <laughs> uh, Cam, are you done for episode sixty <laughs> six? How, how can we possibly top this? Seriously? No, you can't. Uh, no. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening to the Down South Photo Show. This has been episode sixty six. Cam, thank you. Thanks, mate. Uh, thanks. Looking forward to twenty twenty three. Absolutely, bring it on. Absolutely, we will see you for episode sixty seven in a week's time. Bye for now. Bye. Nice. Fits like a glove. This thing. Look at it. it doesn't it? Doesn't even <laughs> does up. Look. It's perfect. Oh, mate, it's brilliant.